Welcome to Thinking Into Success. I'm Dr. J.A. Jones, your spiritual coach, encourager, and friend. I'm here to help you find spiritual solutions to real problems. Each week, we deliver solutions to issues you're facing in life or someone you care about. Let's get started. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. That's the beginning of a hymn. There are some of the lyrics. One of my favorite hymns, for sure. Now, today's podcast, good morning, good night, good evening, good day to you, sir, good day to you, ma'am. I am just grateful that you tuned in to this particular podcast today, where we are providing spiritual thinking and solutions to real problems. I am your host, J.A. Jones, and I am so blessed just to be a part of this platform today. Today, it's about wellness. In in other words, spiritual health equals stress relief. That's my thought today. Wellness, spiritual health equals stress relief. When you're healthy spiritually, you will stress less. It's been proven to be so. Now, we are in uncertain times as it relates to this pandemic, COVID-19. It has introduced new challenges and stressors to everyone's life. People don't know how to meditate. They just go away. (laughs) They just don't know how to dial it in, how to focus. They just wonder and they just drift instead of understanding the power of meditation. It's only a few moments a day if you can just stay focused, stay calm, and stay centered, you will find better help in your mind, in your soul, and in your life. You could be a business leader, a father, a provider, a husband, a mother, wife, woman of influence, or an employee that is striving to stay productive and healthy. Either way, I'm going to share with you some spiritual health tips today in order to mitigate and relieve some stress in your life. When I speak of the term spirituality or spiritual health, as it relates to a biblical understanding, it means this, that you have a relationship with God. Okay, let me repeat that, that you have a relationship with God. And that started with believing in his son, Jesus, the work, the finished work of the cross. And after that, you got to continue to stay connected to God. 
your Heavenly Father. When you think about spirituality, I'm not talking about the other things like self-help, but you need more of God's help first. Actually, you need God's help first. Then God will show you how to help yourself and those that are around you. Spiritual well-being. This is what this particular message today that I want to share with you. When you think about spiritual well-being, it can help you feel a sense of purpose. Cultivating your spirituality may help you uncover what's most meaningful in your life. Why is that? Because you can clarify what's most important to you. You can focus less on the unimportant things and eliminate stress. It has been proven. Amen. It will happen. Now let's move forward. Let's talk about some things that involve spiritual well-being. Okay? I'm going to give you five simple steps in order to take action from and take action on these particular steps that will help you to mitigate stress and stressors, triggers in your life. It's important for you to know going forward. Now, in this message, we're going to review these five simple things. Whatever helps you spiritually will definitely help you mentally, relationally, financially, and physically. We're going to talk about mental health in a different perspective coming shortly. The first thing is this. As we talk about wellness, spiritual health, and how it helps mitigate stress in your life. You have to stay connected. Say this with me. Stay connected. Come on. See, I'm in a healing lab today, so I need some interaction. I need uh, some feedback. I can hear you. I want you to know that, okay? Stay connected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your relationships are critical to your outcome to your spiritual well-being, our relationships with God, as well as other people, Christians, non-Christians. So you got to understand what it means to stay connected. Now, you got to realize this, what the Bible talks about. I'm coming from a biblical perspective because my expertise is in, they are in many areas, but I'm here to help you biblically first spiritually first okay jesus died to reconcile you and i back to god and to one another the bible is filled with it in second corinthians chapter 5 if any man be in christ he is a new creature old things are passed away and all things have become new and then the principle tells us god has given us the ministry of reconciliation so now that you realize that, you have to understand it will help you as you stay connected with God and other people. You got to know that. Also, it's important to be a part of a local congregation, a local church. The word church means ecclesia, the called out ones. Those that have accepted the call of God in their life, they have been called out of darkness 
and into the marvelous light. I hope that is you. Did you answer the call or have you answered the call? Because God wants you on his side. Now, if you focus on establishing connections related to our spiritual well-being, you become stronger in every area of your life. You have foresight, insight that others do not, do not have, for sure. The second thing is this. I first said to you, stay connected. You can say it one more time. Say, I must stay connected to God and other people, especially those that are following Christ, those that are disciples, because the company you keep will determine a lot of your outcomes. The second thing is be moving. In other words, keep moving and keep working. What do I mean by that? Here we go. Your spiritual activity is critical to your spiritual health as well. Here's a principle in James chapter 2. Faith without works is dead. You can say you have faith all day long, but if I don't see your faith at work, your faith is not working. And it's up to you to put your faith to work. It's up to you to put your beliefs in action. Because the principle tells us faith without works is dead. So if you're not working your faith, you're dead. You don't believe nothing. Because if you really believe, you'll be working your faith. Now we are created in Christ for good works. As regards to spiritual well-being, not bad works, but good works. The principle tells us that in the Bible, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, you were born to do good works because now you have a relationship with God through his son, Jesus. Now that work must continue. That work must continue. Let me say it one more time. The good work that God has for you to do must continue. If there's good works, there, there are definitely bad works. So just because you see bad, that doesn't mean there's good. There's always going to be good and evil in the world. There's always going to be an up and down, an in, an out. There's going to be polar opposites. That's part of life. There will be seed time and it will be harvest. There will be a sowing and then there will be a reaping. But you and I were created for good works. In Christ for good works. So do good. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Let me say it one more time. Do not grow weary in well-doing because you shall reap if you faint not. This will help your spiritual well-being. The third thing is this. As it regards to your spirituality, you got to know something. You got to have a level of awareness. Be aware. That's my third point. Be aware. Awareness of our spiritual circumstances is important for us to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
aware of the dangers that can befall us, the things that are ahead of you. Everybody may not like you. Everyone may not agree with you. Everyone are probably not on your side, okay? Some people want to bring you down. So you got to be aware of yourself, aware of people you're connected to. The principle tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, I believe it's verse 12. So the one who thinks he is standing firm should be careful not to fall. Mm, mm, mm. Could that be you and could it be I? The one who thinks he is standing firm should be careful not to fall. You have to be aware of yourself, aware of the blessings that God has provided for you. Do y'all know that even though you're tempted, there is a way to get out of that temptation. There's a way of escape because God knows every step that you take. God knows every strain of hair that has been numbered on your head and the ones that you don't have with you today. God is very familiar with you. I hope you believe that, and I hope you know that. So my third point is this. You have to be aware. Become aware of your environment. Become aware of people around you. Become aware of sin. Become aware of disobedience. Become aware of doing bad instead of good. Become aware of people that gets in your circle or come in your circle and they have a hidden agenda. God will give you sensitivity and discernment to know who's real and who's not. Now, there are times you may not know it. There are times you may not understand, but by the sweet by and by, you'll realize that you need to tell some people, bye-bye, see you later, see you later, alligator. Get out of my town. I don't want you around me. You can leave my space because I am in a different place than you are today. So you have to be aware as you continue to get better spiritually. Evil communications can corrupt good manners, good morals, things that you're convicted about. If you hang around angry people, you may eventually become a angry person yourself because that can be contagious. That's in the book of Proverbs. The fourth thing is this. Keep on learning. I'm going to say it that way. That's kind of my vernacular today. Or oh, if I can keep it just simple, keep learning. What do I mean by that? We are to grow in grace and knowledge. Second Peter chapter 3 Verse 18 tells us, but grow in grace and knowledge. Of who? Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But you got to go grow in grace and knowledge. You got to grow in the word. You got to grow in your relationship with God. You have to grow. If you don't grow, it'll show. It'll show that you're not growing. There are so many people claim to be followers of the way of Christ. They claim to be followers and, and disciples but yet their life doesn't demonstrate love. 
One principle tells us in the Gospel of John, it says, By this shall all men know that you are his disciples, by the love that you show toward who? One another. So you got to realize that. You have to stay connected to a local congregation. It's important. You know, a tuba player needs a band. A soldier needs a platoon. A baby has to have a family. And a, a follower, a Christian, a follower, a disciple needs a church, needs a spiritual family to connect to. Here's a principle in the book of Ephesians. It says this, chapter 4, verse 11. I believe that's where I'm going to start. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Why? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. My goodness. We have to stay accountable to somebody. The reason you gather with like precious faith is that you can be equipped by leaders so you can continue to do God's work and do God's will. The work of the ministry, how you serve people, God's way, not your way. It's not a selfish thing. It's a selfless act. You got to realize that the work of serving people, ministry, it's not about your theology. It's not about what you believe. It's not about your personal agenda. Now, it's all right. You got to believe God. You got to believe the word. You got to stand on something. But it's not about you proving yourself. You are trying to uh, insert your superiority of knowledge of the word. We all know in part. No one knows it all. But God. Okay? But you need to come together. We need to stay unified in the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Okay? You may have some revelation. Somebody else may have some revelation. But just come together and encourage one another. There will always be differences. There will always be differences of opinion. You get married, I guarantee you, sooner or later you'll realize you all have some differences. And if you don't get those differences solved, you'll be going your separate ways. You get a job. You realize you have some differences as you move up the ladder in the workforce. You'll realize everybody's not going to always believe your belief or trust your beliefs or do what you say or think that you know it all. Even though you may think you know it all, you're going to find some differences with people because I don't think either one of us are alike. Differences should bring us together, not separate us. But then we got to grow with one another. Grow that we come together in unity. The principle tells us till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. To a perfect man, to a mature man. We should be maturing, not being immature like a child. We've been walking with God for 15 years and we're still talking about childish things that has no bearing on salvation and eternity. 
let's move forward. You got to understand spiritual well-being is important in listening to the word, hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God, studying the Bible, study the word to show yourself approved unto God. And all of those things are important and it will help you and I to continue to learn and grow thereby. My goodness, this is good stuff. The last thing is this. Be a giver. Mm, mm, mm. Well, be a giver. You got to give. You got to give. Is that right? I hope so. Be a giver. Be a giver of what? Well, be a giver of your time, your gifts, your talents, your treasures. Be a giver. Practice it. Okay? It's more blessed to give than receive. Now, that's a principle in the book of Acts, chapter 20, verse 35. He taught them, when we give, we are blessed in return. That's a principle in Luke 6. It's just a principle I want to talk about. Give and it shall be given. A good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give unto your bosom. Because with the same measure you meet, it will be given back to you. So you got to understand the power of giving of your time, your talent, and your money, your treasure. Know that that's important to going forward. It's very important. Okay? You got to know that. Now, there's one point I didn't mention, I, I do want to mention, and I think it was called, you know, we talked about several things today. Let's recap just for a moment as we go forward. I want to make sure I covered all five points today. The first one I said was stay connected. I did tell you that, right? Come on, shake your head. Just shake your head. Yes, no, maybe. Okay. All right, thank you. Thank you for confirming that. The second thing I said, keep moving and doing. In other words, keep moving forward in your spiritual activity. Not fleshly, but spiritual activity. The third thing I said, be aware. You got to be aware of your environment. Be aware of who you're connected to. The fourth thing is keep learning. Learners are people that grow. In order for a person to grow, they got to learn. And it will show. And the last thing I did say is be a, be a giver. So I did cover all of these important points as it relates to our spiritual well-being. Because once we understand the power and the importance of implementing these simple five steps in your life, you'll be on your way to mitigating and minimizing stress and relieving yourself from a lot of anxieties in our society because you have to know who you are and who you belong to because it is well with my soul. Now, your soul consists of three things before we end this particular message today. Your soul is your mind and how you think, your will and the choices you make, in your emotions, in how you feel. Let me recap that just for a second. Your soul is your mind, 
what you process mentally every day in how you think. They say we think, I don't know, we'll say 50,000 thoughts a day. You Do you know all of those thoughts are not godly? Those thoughts are not on point with your purpose? So you got to watch your thinking. Watch how you think. You can do that. Then you got to choose. Your will is your choices. You can make the right choices. Because if your will is God's will and you're trying to do the right thing, God will show you how to make the right choices to bring about a blessing and unity instead of confusion. And the last thing is emotions. Your emotions come from what you're thinking. Because as you think, you feel. And what you feel, you may say. What you say, you're probably going to do it. And what you do over a period of time becomes a habit. It becomes habitual. And habits will shape your character. And your character will take you to your destiny. So know that, that you and I are a part of the solution and not a part of the problem. Be blessed because that's who you are when you know God and His Son. Thank you for listening to Thinking Into Success. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, click the like and follow button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. I look forward to you being with us on the next episode.